0: Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of The Last Action Podcast. I am Hovercraft Joe, and I am joined, as always, by LPJ.
3: Hello, it's me, LPJ.
0: You're so confused because you're used to introing the show. You didn't know how to respond. I I get it. (laughs) I'm off. I'm Uh, off. And also with us uh, is the Sphinx. The Sphinx is here tonight. What's going on, Hovercraft Joe? Uh, Not much. So we are introducing tonight the first of a couple theme months we have planned for the summer uh, for you last action podcast fans. this one is probably one that's been on, on the cusp you know a lot of these movies you should have done for a while we are entering video game movie month and we couldn't have video game movie month without having a few members of the legend of retro here we are temporarily putting aside our feud with the legend of retro to welcome them to our show craig wk Xander, welcome to the last
1: session podcast how do you have a feud with a show that is dead uh how do
3: you not
0: listen to our show
3: and find out
1: (laughs) (laughs) what you
0: fight with is a corpse long story short we talked about hudson hawk found out there was a hudson hawk nes game that you guys didn't cover so now we want you guys to come out of retirement for one episode and talk about the hudson hawk nes game that's
1: all yeah. me, me and zander will get right right friggin on that. <laughs> <now.
4: laughs> that clear, clearly Jesus. for you guys the day that Xander and craig graced this podcast was the most <laughs> important day for you but for us it's tuesday
3: there it is. There it is. It's already started. This is what we're going to have to look forward to. Listen, you can um, as- you can assign the episode to Glitch and Chops if you want.
1: Can I do yeah. that?
4: Yeah, you can totally do that.
1: Why did I think of that? Yeah, there's yeah, four a, of you. Come on.
4: That's a good way to spit in the face of our fans. Hey, we've been gone for about a year, but here's a Glitch and Chops episode, guys. <laughs>
0: um, well, anyways, uh, what better way to kick off video game movie month than with a cinematic classic that we somehow have avoided avoided covering all this time, which is surprising given LBJ's love of JCVD. We are here to talk about the 1994 film Street Fighter, (laughs) which I can't help but laugh when I say the title of it. Um, This movie is released... Uh, December 23rd 1994 so Christmas movie which uh, I was surprised about (laughs) almost almost
3: a literal Christmas movie I think
0: well Jean-Claude Van Damme was supplying his own snow on set I heard yes he
4: was $10,000 a week of it I I hate to to jump in this early but that can't be right I saw this movie in theaters on my birthday and my birthday is in July well, Are you sure let you me, pulled up the right date? Were you in let Japan? Because no. I know Japan had a different release I was date. At, I was at the Vadis in Westland. It might. Did st- you use? It might still were you be. You used some be in of JCVD
2: Snow. <laughs>
4: no way, man! I got a I got a, a trading card that I still have uh, for going to see it in theaters as it was released. I could have swore it was a July uh, release. It
0: still says right here on uh, Google, the old Google and Wikipedia say release date December twenty third, nineteen ninety four. That is fascinating. Do I, I do mean, this?
2: I mean if you want me to spoil one of the taglines, it says, "The fight to save the world begins." 12 23 94.
4: Wow. Yeah, no, man. I I re- I distinctly recall going to the theater on my on my birthday, July 30th, in the summertime <laughs> obviously. Maybe Sander. your
0: parents are, maybe your parents arranged a special screening of Street Fighter.
2: <laughs> maybe they had a special Christmas in July showing of the movie. <laughs> <Nah>.
1: Sander, Dander. Uh, <laughs> do you know the 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 child children's books about the uh, family of bears? To you, is it Berenstain or Bern uh, or Bernstein?
4: I can't read, Craig. You know this. <laughs> you might be from a
1: different dimension. <laughs> you mean
3: Berenstain or Bernstein?
1: Right. What did I
0: say? It doesn't matter. Wow, we've somehow gotten very far off track and very early into this episode. Welcome to Street Fighter, Joe. This movie sucked. <laughs> um, so that's a wait. Good, there a was good...
2: actually
4: straight fighting going on in this movie because no, I didn't there was see it. any. There almost that- was a bunch, but then Guile kept driving into buildings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, that's as good a reason that I need to kick off our kind of uh, history of this movie. I'll go first. Um, I always knew this movie was a thing. Somehow I had gone through my entire life without ever seeing it. Um, and then oh, I watched sorry. it <laughs> then I watched it for the podcast. I bought it for the podcast. I now own this movie. Um and I, I have no one to blame for myself. This is video game month, with, movie month was my idea. So, I mean, I don't, and I feel like this is one of the movies I told LPJ was non-negotiable. So it's my own fault. Uh, I own it now. And now I can say that I've seen it and I watched it. Uh, and that is it. What about you, Sphinx? Uh,
2: I was a huge fan of the video game, uh, particularly the second one. Uh, I had it on the Sega Genesis. Oh, was it. anybody a fan of the first one?
0: No, <laughs> you never no, hear about Street Fighter. <laughs> no.
2: No, we do not. Uh, and so, obviously, when, when the movie came out, like, I remember the trailer with Raul Julia, you know, game over and all that bullshit. Uh, and we didn't see it in the theater, but I definitely remember I forced my parents to rent it for me. And we watched it. And I never saw it again until about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, what about you, uh, Xander?
4: Well, I clearly went in the summer of 1994 <laughs> at the Quo <Co-Vatis laughs> and saw it before anybody else as a special birthday treat. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, those, for mean, those
0: of you also keeping track, this is the second episode in a row we've talked about the Quo So uh, anyways, go ahead. Sorry.
4: Uh, similar to, to Sphinx I'm a huge, uh, Street Fighter fan. Uh, so a movie coming out was, uh, super exciting to me. And, uh, uh, I don't recall having any feelings one way or the other. Like, I think when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, that was Street Fighter. That's great. And then as I got older and like got it on DVD, I was like, wait a second. What the hell did I ever see in this movie? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I've, I've watched it a couple times. I go back and I, and like, I can appreciate it for what it is uh the the street fighter nerd in me is like all these stories suck none of these make any damn sense like this could have been so much better had they taken it seriously but i don't think that's right i don't think it could have been better if they took it seriously i think this movie (laughs) is, is just right the way it is
1: um what about you uh craig i've seen this movie now twice uh, as a kid, I never saw the movie. Uh, I I did have the Street Fighter GI Joes, which I thought were awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I I distinctly remember having like the Blanca one, uh, and I think Guile as well. Uh, maybe a few others, but uh, <laughs> when I uh, ha- one, on one of my previous Dead podcasts, not Legend of Retro Video Game <laughs> Snobbery, a <laughs> different Dead podcast. We did a uh, a video game movie episode, and we had to watch Street Fighter. It was the first time I watched it, and it was atrocious. And I was the only one who didn't fall asleep in our group of friends watching it. It should have been that bad. Oh, God, it was so bad. And then uh, yesterday, I rewatched it again. And did you guys know that when you rent movies on YouTube, you could just change the playback speed and, and... and change it to like 1.75 yeah and like two times
2: I You know watched- that might have that might have been the actual speed for jcvd they actually had to <laughs> slow the movie down because of all the coke he took so
1: it's funny he did sound uh a little more natural at like 1.75 <laughs> speed uh but yeah i watched this movie as quick as i could and I every so often had to, like, uh, like avert my eyes and, like, do something else on, like, my computer because I was just watching at my desk because it was so painful. I just, like, I, I would just cringe and be like, oh, God, why is Jean-Claude Van Damme all-American character Guile? He's Belgian. What is happening? <laughs> But he's got the tattoo. He's got the tattoo. Oh fuck his
0: tattoo! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, LPJ would probably like to do that. This JCPD, but anyways, oh, uh, LPJ, what, what's your kind of background with this?
3: Uh, I rented this movie pretty soon after it was released, and I remember not liking it when I first saw it, and then really kind of sitting with it and thinking to myself, that movie's so bad but it's so ridiculous that i ended up watching it again and really appreciated how terrible it was and kind of ironically started to like it um, like i i love how stupid jcvd is isn't it and and i love john claude van damme in general so it's one of those oh, movies oh do you i do i know <laughs> so it's one of those movies that i kind of have always like liked to laugh at and watch
1: so if I can make sure that I'm getting this straight. Sure. When you were young. Yeah. Entering puberty. You watched this movie. <laughs> it confused you. You watched it until you enjoy it. <laughs> and now you're really in love with Jean-Claude Van Damme.
3: No, 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 I was in love with Jean-Claude Van Damme long before that.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Right, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah. curious. No, and, and, curious and, on the sequence of events.
3: And I was like 15 when, this, when I saw this movie for the first time. So puberty was behind me at that point. Um... Uh, weird, weird flight. Did you I hit puberty going- at eleven? <laughs> well, like thir- you know, thirteen, like a normal you child.
1: Had, you had puberty all through your teens, like everyone else did. <laughs> oh, I didn't,
3: and it, was, it sucked. I didn't. It was it was a one day thing. It just happened overnight. It was crazy. Hair, <laughs> he woke, everything. He
0: woke, he, he woke up, and it was like uh, Tobey Maguire waking up with a uh, Spider-Man.
4: Exactly. It was it hair
3: was like it was like that, <laughs> but Wait. like throw in Teen Wolf. <laughs>
4: So just, so, just real quick for, for the rest of us, the time that we had with puberty was some of the most important times of our life. But for LPJ, it was Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. That's basically
3: how it worked. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So so I, I own a VHS copy of this, and then I have it on uh, on digital. I had bought it for the for the podcast here on digital.
0: Oh, all right. Uh, let's talk about some of the numbers of this movie. Uh, it has a budget of thirty-five million dollars. Um, it has a domestic gross of thirty-three million dollars, but it goes on for a worldwide gross of ninety-nine million dollars. So, successful movie, actually, surprisingly, <laughs> against uh, all odds. Well, uh,
3: not only a successful movie, but Capcom paid for the for most of it. So, like, the the film distributor made a ton of money on this. Like Capcom covered a lot of the costs. So they made a ton of money.
1: There are a lot of moments in the movie where you see the name Capcom. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like, like barrels and crates and stuff. Like, I mean, Capcom essentially made this into a giant commercial for themselves and like, you know, mission accomplished. That's what it is. Yep.
0: And this, this is what I've been looking forward to talking about. I'm so glad Sphinx is here to talk about this. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes of this movie. So this movie, terrible, terrible, terrible movie. The Rotten Tomatoes is 12%, 3% higher than Beverly Hills Cop 3. <laughs> no, so ac- according no to the according to, according to the critics, this is a better movie than uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3, which came out the same year. Came out the same year, Um, and then the audience score on this is twenty percent. So that probably seems about right. Now the top. I did see.
2: It's just real quick. I did see that you know the weekend it came out, it was competing with two juggernauts. Uh, Coming out the same day was the Santa Claus and Forrest Gump. So just imagine being at that movie theater, even though Xander was there in July,
4: but imagine was the say, rest of us.
0: I was going to say weird. I didn't know those movies came out in July. but
4: <laughs> Well, they must have been having this weird Christmas in July thing to have Santa Claus.
3: Like, I really want to dig into the mystery of how Xander saw this movie now.
4: like, It is what's crazy. Is Normally, I've got such like a fucking steel trap thing for dates and events in my life that I thought for sure I was right. But apparently, uh, I'm just crazy on this one. Maybe well, the rest of us are crazy, and Xander's right. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe. I
0: <laughs> maybe, but we, you know, we looked it up. I mean, not that the internet is. I know I looked it up but... too. I
4: thought maybe there would be some weird thing, and I even looked up the VHS release date, which was November of '95. <laughs> so I have no idea why the hell I thought I saw this movie on my. Maybe record.
0: is it possible?
4: Maybe is you it, saw it like it possi- July of '95.
0: Is it possible no. that you saw like Mortal Kombat on your birthday? No, and can confused confuse no. your fighting game movies. No, I
4: didn't see. I didn't see the. Uh, I didn't see Mortal Kombat in theaters.
1: Is it possible enough. that your family doesn't love you enough to celebrate your birthday on your birthday? They had to celebrate it like <laughs> on Jesus's birthday or something.
4: Mm, no, it doesn't sound right. <laughs>
1: well,
4: well, anyway, my dad's he's... a pretty pretty giant piece of shit. But he's (laughs) my dad was more the type of I'm going to celebrate my birthday and so you know, not celebrate my birthday uh, instead of, uh, you know, tricking me and trying to do it in December. That's fair.
1: (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, so top grossing movies of 1994. uh, We have number one, Forrest Gump. Number two, The Lion King. And number three, a movie we have covered on the podcast. True Lies. This movie, Street Fighter, comes in 42nd in the domestic box office. Other movies we have covered on the podcast from 1994 are number 8, Speed. Number 24, uh, Sphinx's favorite, The Crow. Uh, Number 31, Time Cop. And number 34, the aforementioned Beverly Hills Cop 3, which, by the way, uh, LPJ, if we do uh, Second Chance Movie Month, which we talked about last week, I think The Crow is one that we should revisit because yes. I didn't get to be on that episode, and I would like to talk about that movie. So
2: I'll tell you what, um, right now, for the year 1994, The Crow is no longer the worst movie that I've watched.
3: <laughs> You're right. It's Beverly Hills Cop yeah. 3. Uh, no, it's oh. not that one
2: either. <laughs>
4: Uh, since since we've okay. already established that Craig and I don't listen to uh, to imposters. Did you? I'm assuming you guys covered Beverly Hills Cop three, and Sphinx is the only one that liked it oh
0: no oh, Sphinx is not oh, no. it. oh unfortunately no. not he stacked <laughs> the he stacked the deck and brought people on that loved it as much as him so somehow <laughs> me and LPJ were in the minority on that movie yeah let me it's tell you something if you're gonna episode. listen
3: if you're gonna listen to one episode of our show that's probably the one to listen to because
0: it's <laughs> it's a good episode
3: and it is off the rails.
4: Well yes. then, for the record, I would like to, to say Beverly Hill Cop 3 was the first one that I saw of the trilogy, Ugh. and I actually really enjoyed it.
2: Oh, he welcome saw, to the party! Well, then this episode's for you.
4: <laughs> he saw
0: it in July at the Quo Vadis. <laughs> 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 okay, let's, let's talk about the cast of this movie. Um, obviously, Jean-Claude Van Damme is starring as Colonel Guile. Uh, <laughs> Raul Julia uh, in his last performance widely known widely talked about he was like dying of cancer while filming this movie his last performance and i will say potentially the best thing about this movie is raul julia as
1: bison right mm-hmm. he, yeah he does a really maybe not like an amazing job capturing like the the like the the the, the true m bison vega whatever you want to call him character from the arcade game but he is such a fun performance and seems to be really enjoying himself. And apparently, like, he was super excited to take this role because, like, his kids were into video games. And this was kind of like a way that he could bond with them. And when you know that, it's hard to at least hate his part of this movie. Like, he's enjoyable in this movie. No, I, I think,
0: like, he, him is Bison is by far the most interesting and best part of this movie. Like, when he's on screen doing stuff, it's like, this movie's stupid, but he's doing good work. Like, he's really committing to this role. And the thing that he was legit dying while he was filming this movie is crazy that he was able to put so much into it. Yeah, definitely making lemonade out of
2: lemons uh, was his role in this film.
0: Um, hmm. So other people, uh, Mingnan Win, uh Chun-Li uh kylie minogue plays Cami. uh that's all i got uh lpj our resident character actor expert do you have anyone else in this movie i mean there's like two billion people in this yeah movie.
3: i mean there's a lot of character actors in it <laughs> Wes Studi is in this he's played sagat he's in last of the mohicans um there's uh the, the like the the stunt coordinator Simon Callow. simon Callow's in this the stunt
0: coordinator, it's he's not a Simon Cowell of American uh, Idol famous in this. I yeah, he said st- this is where he started.
3: Uh, no, um, the fight coordinator uh, Benny Orquidez, he's a, he's like a super famous. He's he's called Benny the Jet. He's a super famous martial artist and fight coordinator throughout Hollywood. So like pre ninety, is, is that
0: is that who Elton John wrote the song about?
3: It is. Um, Pre, like, pre, like, 2002, he was the guy anyone would call to do any kind of stunt choreography, martial arts related.
1: So well, and he that, had to have an easy job on this movie, right? Because there's, like, a couple fights in a movie about street fighting. Well, and that, and that's the thing that's, yeah. like, kind of crazy. And we'll we'll get into it when we talk
0: about the director. But, like, the pedigree behind this movie is not bad. Like, you're talking about the stunt coordinator and, like, we'll get into the director. But it's not like that's it's crazy that such a bad product was made with like the people behind this movie it, it just it baffles me that like ever like
2: you know it's a famous game it's about fighting, and there's no goddamn fighting in this game or <laughs> in this <laughs> movie like it's all you needed to do
1: was just have fighting uh, like you didn't need all this plot so but, but they they did it the wrong way the worst part by far in my book, when it comes to Street Fighter the movie, is the fact that they made a game based upon this movie. <laughs> it is atrocious. It is so bad. The controls are god-awful. It looks terrible. It is such a horrendous game. And there is a video game, I don't know if you know this, <laughs> called Street Fighter fucking 2 and it's amazing. And <laughs> they they just did they like that's why that this movie was made to be a commercial for that game and they made another game and it was awful like what the hell <laughs> well
3: sphinx if you're looking for a movie that is low on plot high on just street fighting uh, you know i can't i can't recommend a movie higher than uh than linehart
0: no. <laughs> i wasn't why? there for that one so no, you why, well but, why, but there it is what? Well, Lionheart is the movie, that was one of the first episodes I did as a regular co-host of this, where LBJ made the insane, bold claim that Lionheart was better than Bloodsport, quote-unquote, which it is not, just to let you know. (laughs) Um, uh, The the movie that Jean-Claude Van Damme is most famous for, and probably his best movie, Bloodsport, is not worse than Lionheart, which is Nugget. Anyways, uh, let's get into some net worse. I don't have that many to do, so we'll buzz through them. Oh, go I ahead. Yeah, to
4: interrupt real quick, I was looking up other actors to see who else was in it. We uh, had uh, Peter Tuasasopo, who played yep. E. Honda, who also showed up in Basketball, and I always was really proud of myself for recognizing him in that. <laughs> uh, and then this other one I wanted to point out, the guy who played Balrog uh, is a man named <laughs> Grand Bush. Yeah, that's right? his name. Which is just great. But then you look at his other credits. He was in Die Hard playing a character called Little Johnson. Yeah, he's he one of the Agent Johnsons. I know. It's just funny that it's that Grand Bush is also Little Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> he just made me laugh. And I thought. Anyway, go on. Net worth. Whatever.
0: <laughs> net, net worth. We only have a couple. Uh, let's start with uh, Ming-Na Win. She's got that sweet, sweet book of Boba Fett money. What do you think? Uh, Craig for Ming Na
4: Win. Well, let's not forget her, I, her role in the Agents of Shield. You'll get, you'll get there. You, we'll, 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 get get we'll get to you. We'll get to you. I don't know. Uh, uh, Fifteen
0: million. Fifteen million. Their, their, their Legend of Retro guys are confused because this is a format that you didn't steal from them, so they're not aware of this part of the show. <laughs> that's, that's right. They're not. Uh, LBJ. Yeah. Right, what? So,
3: so <laughs> she's got that. She's got that sweet, sweet voice of Mulan money. Uh, I'm gonna go with forty-five million dollars.
0: All right, Sphinx. She's got
2: that sweet, sweet narrator voice of George the Jungle 2. Wow! <laughs> you just you just looked that shit up. I <laughs> looked that one get up. Get out of here! I, I, well, Hummercraft Joe already mentioned Mandalorian and Boba Fett, so I had nothing else. Um, I don't know,
0: ten million. Uh, and Xander, what do you think?
4: Well, this, like we said, you know, she's in Street Fighter, which was made into an arcade game. So I'm gonna say 25 cents. <laughs> <laughs> five, <laughs> five. Uh, five,
0: five million dollars from. Being, uh, I thought it would be higher. That'd be a lot uh, higher. apparently. She, I mean she's all, yeah, if she you know, she's a, a Disney princess, Marvel, Star Wars, but only $5 million. Next up, Kylie Minogue. She's got that sweet, sweet being a pop star in the UK money. What do you think, LPJ, for Kylie Minogue?
3: She's got that sweet, sweet uh, on a two-part episode of Doctor Who, but gets killed off tragically money. Uh, I'm going to go $60 million. All
0: right. Uh, Sphinx?
2: I don't have any sweet, sweets for her, but I'll say... uh, (laughs) I'll say fifty million. Music stars uh, always seem to do better.
0: Xander,
4: uh, I would like to remind you that this movie was made into an arcade game, and Candy's <laughs> one of the more popular players. So I'm gonna say seventy-five cents. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Craig?
1: Uh, if she's a pop star, she's probably making pretty decent money. I don't know, uh, uh, sixty million. All right, sixty 20. Hundred and twenty hundred and twenty million dollars for hundred and twenty
4: million dollars. <laughs> well LKJ, well right you can on the, that because you combine the right numbers. There it is. Right on the
3: We you right know what we had to button. do? We there was, was, was there a fusion dance, you just saw it right there. We just fusion danced <laughs> oh. and got it right. Hell yeah. Wow. Oh wait, or do you want to just do wait. the earrings?
0: I'd say oh, do the earrings, it's a lot easier. Um, so yeah, $120 million for Kylie Minogue. And then finally, probably the person that showed up on this net worth list the most, Jean-Claude Van Damme. What do you think Sphinx for Jean-Claude Van Damme? Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet Lionheart, which is definitely not better than Bloodsport Money.
2: I'll give a shout out since Xander is here to the sweet, sweet, hard target because that was a great movie. <laughs> And I think about it often. Whenever we talk about JCVD,
0: um, let's see. Do you think about so, how much you loved uh, uh, Sun, that death? One? No. Sun death? No. <laughs> I knew exactly what. I knew exactly what one you were thinking. Seriously, like we have co- oh, the, the scary thing is, we've covered so many Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, and I would say I'm and like one is good. <laughs> I would say that I, I'm like 50 percent responsible for picking most of them. I know. Like I feel like I feel like the last five Jean-Claude Van Damme movies you've done have been my picks. What's wrong with me? Good question. I don't
2: know, man. But I'm gonna say uh, that cocaine is really what's wrong with JCVD. So he's probably down to like 40 million.
0: I actually, right. I'll say 20 million. All right. Uh, what do you think, Sander?
4: Well, I'm going to remind you all that this movie was made into an arcade game, <laughs> and Guile is one of the more popular characters, so I'm going to say $1.50.
1: $1.50? $1. Okay, uh, Craig? Uh, well, Jean-Claude Van Damme has that sweet, sweet voice of uh, uh, JCPP and Noobs of Dragons uh, voice, <laughs> So uh, I'm going to say uh, $17 in a ham sandwich. <laughs> uh
0: and finally lbj the biggest uh jcvd fan here what do you think
1: uh, hello
3: my <laughs> friends uh this is uh jcpp coming in here uh talking about my friend jcvd i'm going to say uh he's got uh, 120 million dollars because uh cocaine's a hell of a drug
0: <laughs> well that is that is definitely your fandom speaking uh sphinx you should have stuck with your first answer he oh. has 40 million dollars uh, you would have had it if you had stuck. So, darn. on. This is where we get kind of crazy. This movie is written and directed by Stephen E. D'Souza, who is like an icon of action movies in the 80s. This guy's made Commando. He wrote like 48 hours, I think. Like, he's like... Die hard. He just, yeah, he does gigantic action movies. Like, he writes them like... To, that he is responsible for this is insane to me. I, I don't have any was he dying
4: of cancer in 1994 and decided to have fun <laughs> with it? No. I don't
0: think so. LBJ can you do you have anything about how this movie ended up in Stephen E. D'Souza's hands or do you, I mean is there any any he, kind of background at all?
3: They just approached him and they 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 had him write the movie like he was all about doing this. Like he he um he wanted I'm to make hear that
2: his son really liked it so yeah he wanted he,
3: he to, wanted to, to make a movie um that was kind of not just a martial arts movie he wanted to have like elements of James Bond in it and war films and a little bit of Star Wars he said he wanted to make um kind of all the stuff he liked into one movie and they approached him with with Street Fighter and he was like okay, I'll just do that with this
1: <laughs> uh." Apparently, this guy also. I uh, just looked this up. Uh, he was uh, an executive producer and one of the writers for the Cadillacs and Dinosaurs cartoon from yes. the early nineties. Yep,
0: <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah, the, he's yeah. It's crazy that he's responsible for this movie. Um, and and, and the, what's
2: crazy too is like nineteen ninety four is his biggest year. He wrote The Flintstones, which is also a horrible movie, Beverly Hills Cop three, and Street Fighter. So yeah. maybe that's why this movie's so shitty. Maybe he was trying to do three so movies set, in one.
0: Set, sounds like he wrote three awful movies in one year. So Exactly. Um and then the music is by Graham Rebel? Reveal? Graham Ravelle. Rebel.
3: Graham Ravel's Ravelle. another he's another big uh composer. He's wrote, wrote a ton of stuff. Uh, he oh he wrote the uh, well, uh he wrote uh, all the music the for trope. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie.
0: Okay. Uh right? Uh no, yeah, anybody? We should sure. do that on I'll do that on the podcast if you want to sometime. I would say that his music, uh, his soundtrack for his score for this movie is unremarkable. Oh yeah. <laughs> um I can't think of anything that sticks out, so we are not gonna play uh, any clips from it. Can um, we just
1: play the music from the actual Street Fighter 2 game and just <laughs> pretend? Guiles Theme goes with everything.
0: Maybe, uh, maybe before the uh, podcast ends, we'll all do our favorite, uh, like shouting of a special move from Street Fighter. Uh, <laughs> you know, just you know. Actually, you know what? If you just want to do it at some random point in the episode, just feel free to yell it out. So, um.
2: I'm just gonna embarrass myself real quick and say that as a kid, I always thought Guile's name was Goalie. So, I just want to bring
4: that up real quick goalie, <laughs> goalie. Ah,
1: you're stupid sphinx
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i i uh, don't his know brain was, I
0: little sphinx's brain was rotted from watching r-rated movies when he was five years old Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with, with his
2: parents that's <laughs> right old, during the year of there. this movie
0: <laughs> um okay so anything else any of you guys want to bring up before we Start talking about what is considered the plot of this movie.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I'd like to bring up a very <laughs> important point, and that okay. is Tatsubaki I'll
3: bring That's up move. That was the move, guys. I don't know if you caught that
0: or not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll bring up wait.
0: that. Wait, wait, what move is that?
4: That's the, That's hurricane. the uh, hurricane kick. kick
1: the Ryu and Ken uh, Oh, yeah.
0: You yeah, might, yeah, you yeah. might oh. not
4: remember it because in the game, it sounded like... <laughs>
0: That's true. Say, it yeah. does sound like that, that that's again. when he jumps up and he's spinning around kicking. All right. Yeah. You yeah. also
4: might not remember it because
2: none of it's in this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> that could
1: be, too. It's,
0: I did
2: want to bring up, though, that JCVD apparently was 20% of this film's budget, which I feel like he probably blew it all before the movie ended on cocaine. Just
4: wanted to bring up that again.
0: Too. Yeah, we mentioned already they said that he was – Apparently spending $10,000 a week on cocaine at this point in his <laughs> life. He apparently had an affair with Kylie Minogue while they were filming the movie. Like, everybody hated him on the set. He
2: had huge substance abuse, a huge ego. Like, uh, he would hide himself in his hotel room and work out. Would only come out at the moment he had to shoot. Yeah, sounds like he was a real... Real L- fun guy L-B- to
0: LBJ Defender Boy.
3: No, I can't. I can't for this. I cannot defend him for this one. Um, I will say this. On the flip side, Raul Julia was like the perfect
2: actor in this. He was the exact okay, opposite we, of J- JCVD.
0: We've talked. We've talked about how good Raul Julia is in this. I'm gonna say Don't that's we- not
2: as much fun because I'm now reading JCVD. The studio had hired a wrangler to keep an eye on Van Damme, but this person was a bad influence himself. The action star would often call in sick, leave the set, show up late or not at all, forcing D'Souza to find other scenes to film in order to make up for lost time.
0: Uh, and isn't it true that he uh, passed on being uh, Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat to do this movie? Right? Yes, that is correct. Huh? How about that? Uh, okay. So anything else you want to mention before we start talking about the quote-unquote plot of let's, Street Fighter? Let's
1: just get the plot over with. Yep, let's roll.
0: Okay. Okay. So this movie, the whole movie set in the fictional country of Chatteloup. Um, We're introduced with a news report about the crisis in Shadowloo There's like a civil war going on. Uh, immediately, we're introduced to all the day jobs of the Street Fighters. Uh, Chun-Li is a reporter covering this. Uh, General M. Bison, Raul Julia, is like, I don't know, uh, trying to take over Shadaloo and then the world. I'm kind of confused about his uh, 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 overall plan. Um, but like battling him is this fictionalized version of the UN called the AN, the Allied Nation. Allied Nation, um, which you talked about before, movies greatly overestimate what the UN can actually do. Oh, yeah. Um, So the Allied Nations is the U.N. fill-in. And and the big thing is that Bison has seized uh, 63 Allied Nation relief workers, and he's holding them hostage for $20 billion, uh, and he's going to kill them in a certain amount of time if they don't pay him.
3: Which is crazy because $20 billion then is an insane amount of money. (laughs) But now it seems about right.
2: It's like Austin Powers, you know, a Doctor Evil saying a hundred billion dollars, like two years later. It's
1: like, okay, I think with inflation, it would basically be the equivalent of today asking for like maybe forty billion, Could roughly. I, I think roughly, that's probably about right.
0: Uh, and we're also introduced the, <laughs> and I think right off the bat, that's the, the problem with this movie is that they're not like. We're going to, you know, like, we're making a Street Fighter movie. We're going to put some of the Street Fighter, like, we're going to put every Street Fighter in this movie. Because they're like, oh, E. Honda, she drives the news van, or he drives the news van for Chun-Li. Balrog, he's the cameraman.
1: It's like, they cram in so, like, too many characters, right? It's also weird that Balrog, the boxer is typically in the games he's one of the like last boss characters so he should have probably been one of the right hand men of shadowloo but instead it's dj is one of the right hand men and yeah. he's typically i would view as more of a good guy character i don't know that's it's weird
3: yeah it was weird how they switched him up like that but again it's not like this movie really gave two shits about the plot of the video game <laughs> no
1: no it well not.
0: well and i will say this like I mean, maybe this is a, in a broader sense of movie, but yes, the the video game is just people fighting. So there's not like a plot that you can necessarily follow. I mean, there is a plot, but there isn't, right? Or is there? Drill,
4: oh, you ignorant slut. <laughs> <laughs> here it is. This is
0: why these two are on here. Go ahead, guys.
1: Yeah, please enlighten me. Xander, start us off, Xander.
4: There are so many plot points. It started off as a, as a fighting tournament, and then you introduce M. Bison, who's looking for a suitable body to, uh, his body is failing because he's, in, he's and he's been taken over by the psycho power. So he holds the tournament to find who is the best replacement for his body. Uh and then it goes on, he he starts getting these dolls. Like Cammy is is considered a doll uh to put his body into. And it's just always something where Imbytes are trying to basically put himself in and new bodies, but every character has has a a rich backstory that's somewhat interesting. I mean, you've got Zangief who just wrestles bears, uh, all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Ken Masters is rich, you know. There's such such, such great detail in all of these characters' stories.
1: Basically, uh, the writers put all the story into reuse background and then everyone else's is just sort of ryu adjacent basically this is really enlightening to me because what you're telling me is there
0: actually is a decent story they could have followed oh, if they wanted is. to and they just <laughs> ignored it to make whatever this movie is
4: yeah i told you uh, i i told you as we were trying to come up with this episode there's there's a movie that came out uh in like the mid 2010s that was called assassin's fist that like actually takes some of the Story that is the and lore from the Street Fighter series. And while it's like a low budget, these costumes are terrible kind of movie, it's a solid story and actually has fighting and is actually really interesting. The uh, animated movie from the 90s is pretty Mm -hmm. legit.
3: Yeah, I remember seeing that a couple times. That was really good.
1: Yeah, it's solid. Hovercraft
2: Joe, I was with you. When I put the cartridge in my <laughs> Sega Genesis, I hit the start button as fast as I could to start <laughs> fighting each other. I didn't know well, the story. Well, you clearly
4: never finished the game because you get glimpses into the story as you finish the game. Are you sure I can't just keep hitting buttons and it just skips
1: ahead? (laughs) I mean, you could. Spix is telling us that he's (laughs) never beaten Street Fighter 2 without uh, saying that he never beat Street Fighter 2. (laughs) No, I've (laughs) definitely beat Street Fighter 2. In his defense,
4: Mm. you have to be on a higher difficulty to actually get the story. (laughs)
1: We'll see. There
4: you go. Um, It doesn't happen on one star, my friend.
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) I remember E-Honda having to beat up the car and all that shit. So you got halfway. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> they should have they should have at least even thrown that into this movie at some point. Well, well, that'd have been so be- much better. Beating there was up a, ton a car. Of
0: particular
4: damage in this game in this movie.
0: <laughs> so uh, next up we're introduced to Ken and Ryu, who are I, I don't know, like con men in this movie? I is guess? that the Can I the... can I
1: drop some a real a real petty pet peeve of mine right here? Yes. Uh, his name is pronounced Ryu. And in the movie, they mispronounce it as Ryu because they don't know how to say his name. It's it, it's a person's name. It's Ryu. It's real petty of me. I apologize, but I'm just throwing it out there.
4: Yeah, Hovercraft I Joe, be petty don't be get like, it wrong again. No, Man. I was going to be, I kind of had Man. the same thought. Like, I can't believe Hovercraft Joe just said Ryu, but that's what they call him in the movie, so I was going to let it slide. But Craig's right. God damn it, Joe. Why don't you know anything? <laughs> I have just gotten uh, uh,
0: uh, really called out by both <laughs> members of the Legend of Retro. Back to back here. Maybe we are still feuding with them. Just...
1: <laughs> I have news for you, Joe. Legend of Retro feuds with everybody. <laughs> uh, Get your shell together, Hovercraft,
4: Joe.
3: Okay, uh, so guys, okay. back to Ryu.
2: We're, Ryu, we're
4: we're we're introduced,
0: we're introduced no, no, to it's, Ken. It's,
4: like I said, in the movie they say Ryu, it's forgivable in this instance, but we still hate you.
0: Okay. So <laughs> Ken, and Ryu, Ryu, uh they're like con men. I guess we're introduced to them and Sagat and Vega all at the same time cuz Vega is like an arms dealer, but he also runs an underground fight club. Um and they make a thing where they're like pay us the money, we'll tell you the coordinates to get the guns. And they're like, oh, we already went and got the guns, and they're all, like, uh, nerf, nerf guns. Yeah. So <laughs> dumb. Uh, and then um, then we cut to M. Bison's uh, facility. We're introduced to Dr. Dalsim, because they're cramming in more characters. And he's doing experiments on one of the captured soldiers Who's I can't remember his first name is. Charlie but Carlos Blanca.
4: Or Carlos Blanca is what they call him. Yeah, Yes. Which so, has, has some ground in, in the history of the game, because... Guile does have a friend, Charlie Nash, who is presumed dead by the hands of uh, M Bison. So they were kind of combining two different characters here, both Blanca and Charlie slash Nash. Mm. <laughs> um,
0: so then we cut back, and we're, we're like, "Oh man, we're getting get a fight between." Uh, now I'm now I'm really self conscious of saying Ryu or Ryu. Uh, so so Ryu's going to fight Vega. I'm going to go with the movie, uh, and we're like, "Oh sweet, we're going to get a fight." There's a big buildup for it, and just as about their fight. Jean-Claude Van Damme drives his car through the wall of the building and stops the fight.
4: Well, actually, Big I also want to call out an and, unders- and say that uh, Vega is actually supposed to be Balrog. So if you could just learn your Street Fighter <laughs> characters' names, that would be great. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing, Joe. You don't even
3: understand. <laughs>
4: I, I just gotta say that
2: the lead up—it's like a ten-minute lead up. It is so long. Like they are setting a huge scene. For this great battle to presume and instead JCVD just fucking crashes right into the thing
1: it's like so hey dumb. I really wish that there was a car beating up scene and that was the car that they beat up in that moment because that car really really just derailed the pacing for this movie
4: yes I, I want to give credit where credit is due the actor who played Vega I don't remember his name that was solid casting like, he was a good-looking yeah. dude. Yeah, he I'll was ripped. That. He did the backflip. Like, that was solid Vega casting. <laughs> not bad.
1: Yeah. It was not but bad. But apparently,
0: apparently, if you track it, he doesn't have any lines where he actually speaks on screen because the guy that played him did not speak English. Um, well, so, Jay
2: yeah, Tavare is his yeah. name. This was his first role in a movie.
1: Oh, well, I mean, at Jean-Claude Van Damme barely speaks English, so, you know, it's fine. Oh, look at LPJ. He's fuming. I uh, uh, speak okay. to
3: English uh, perfectly fine, my friend.
0: <laughs> so Hey, real so. quick,
2: real quick, because <laughs> we got the Legend of Retro guys on here. So this actor that plays Vega, he is in Red Dead Redemption, and he's mm-hmm. in Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. He's the Code Talker. So I just wanted well, to throw that in there, too. Yeah, well, good, there.
4: Good, good time bringing up games that are new you yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah legend of retro we not the dumb. legend of current
0: uh okay your show's so over I... so fuck off <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway so guile break guile busts in breaks up the fight next thing we're at like a allied nation staff meeting and a waiter tries to kill jean-claude van damme uh and he stops him. Then we cut to uh, Ryu and-, and Ken, and they're in, like, the Allied Nation prison, and-, and Vega and Sargat are there, and Vega somehow made, like, a makeshift claw to replace the claw <laughs> that he lost. And I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, how did that dude make that claw? I don't know. Bones. Um, <laughs> then we cut back. We're seeing uh, more experiments on Dalsim. Not Dalsim. Dalsim's doing more experiments on Blanca, where he's, like, trying to increase his muscle mass, and he's making him watch, like, Evil videos and stuff like that, right? Yeah, he's using so, the, he's nice. using
3: the munition from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two secretly use. <laughs> and
2: and, and to step in real quick, Hovercraft, Joe, like, oh, you please keep, do. <laughs> well, you keep you keep bringing it up. How like everything is so just all over the place. Like it cuts to this and cuts to that and cuts to that. The editing is so damn awful in this movie. Not only in like establishing pace. But then literally in just showing scenes, the editing is so, so bad. Well, throughout when movie. you have
3: 17 characters, you have to focus on. It's a little tough.
1: <laughs> I know. I, I thought that maybe it was my imagination because I was watching it like 1.75 times speed. But I'm glad that you said that because, yeah, I even noticed, uh, you know, I was just like, oh, maybe it's because I'm watching it on fast mode. It's just disorienting. It's so bizarre. <laughs>
0: All right, let's try and motor motor through a little bit more of this. I am not through page one of my notes. Um, So anyways, so like Ken and Ryu, they like break out of prison and they take Sagat and Vega with him. Uh, But it's part of a bigger plan by Jean-Claude Van Damme. He recruits them to work for him. But like Ken fake kills Jean-Claude Van Damme on the way out to kind of like get in with Sagat. Um, and then they cut to the Bison, and he's trying to build this place called Bisonopolis, and I'm like, is this like a mall or like a, a housing <laughs> development? It's very unclear what Bisonopolis is, but then he's kind of like, well, first I'm going to take over Shadowloo, but then I'm going to take over the world. Again, his whole plan is suspect to me. I wrote um, down
2: that Bisonopolis is a food court, so that was going It with. has a food
0: court. <laughs> it has a food court. Oh, it sure. has a food court.
2: So. I...
1: And I, I mean, and it, that, his plan might not make sense, but he's just so damn charismatic, you can't sure. help but go along with his plan. Yep.
3: Right. I, I would have joined him.
4: Like, <laughs> so, I love that okay. we have this villain who's like bent on world domination, but he's still concerned about the location of the food court and his eventual <laughs> headquarters. Like, that's well, so cool for this character.
0: <laughs> and then I have a big problem with this next scene. So, Chung Lee. It's like, I'm going to see what's going on. She's sneaking around like the headquarters of the A.N. She goes down to the morgue where (laughs) Jean-Claude Van Damme is apparently dead. Opens up the body bag. He's in there. And then he like sits up and he's like, ha ha, I'm not dead. But like, why was he down in the morgue so long, (laughs) zipped up in the bag? Like, presumably the way the movie presents it is that they carried him off the street. And like two hours later, he's still zipped up in the body bag pretending to be dead.
4: Isn't, right. isn't chun Lee also trying to track down where the signal is that's also tracking the fake? like So they they established that there were two trackers on that truck that that Sagat went off on. Yeah, because she, she put, she's put trying a tracker on it. Yeah, she put a tracker on it, and obviously so did the AN or whatever the hell. And she's trying to find... She's tra- like back-sourcing the signal that is somehow guile in a body bag? How is that helpful to them tracking down? I it's presume... Boring. I presume that...
1: If I worked under Colonel Guile and they were like, okay, it's a secret. Like, you got to make it believable. I would totally tell Flunky B, who's with me, let's drop him in the fucking morgue and just go ahead and take off for the rest of the day and just leave his ass down there. Because, fuck him. I
2: think well, Guile was on a cocaine break. That's why he was still down there. And fucking Chun-Li broke in. He's like,
0: oh, shit. Oh, oh I'm in the, I'm in but, the movie. Let's my note, my note, legit says. Seriously, was he down there the whole time? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> Anyways, so Jean this is Claude also where I and- have.
2: This is also where I have in my notes. Is it? What? It wasn't just me, right? Like ninety percent of this movie got dubbed, right? Like I felt like no one actually really talks in the movie. Everything was done overdubbed. Like overdubbed. Yeah, I'm
3: sure a lot of it was, but. There's one character it, in particular that had to be because he didn't speak any English, and that was that uh Sagawa guy.
4: Is that the it guy just,
0: that they're like Was that the guy that Capcom's like, hey, we really want him to play Ryu? And yeah, like, oh he
2: can't because he doesn't speak English at all. I, I just noticed there were so many scenes where the camera is really far back, but like people are talking. But if you watch the movie, like their their lips aren't even moving. So it's like, all right, I'm assuming, I guess, it's that person that's talking. Like, it was just ridiculous.
0: Um, okay, so anyway, so Chun-Li's like, I got a vendetta against Bison. I'm going to get him. And Guile's like, no, you're not. Lock her up. And then, like, she escapes and doesn't get locked up. Then we cut to, like, this, like, weapons fair, bizarre weapons convention that, like, Sagat and Bison are having. Uh, and then, like, I, I oh, feel like... It makes
2: this- Detroit look like
0: Disneyland. That's true. I was offended by that line, um, but like then it's like yeah. like Chung Li and E Honda and Balrog are there, and they're doing like an act. Like I feel like that wasn't explained. She's like, "I'll meet you at the weapons fair," and then they have a whole act they're doing where they put her in a barrel and they cut it in half. It seems unnecessary, um, but like Sagat is there to sell bison guns. And he gives him the guns, and he's like, where's my payment? And he's like, here's your payment. But it's these bison dollars that he made. And he's like, so they have his face on him." It's like, they're going to be worth a ton of money when I take over the world. Um, this and, is the and, second uh, movie in
2: 1994 where the character is on the money, by the way.
0: Yeah, we're both written by the
2: same guy, too. <laughs> written he was by the going, same guy. He was he, going to the well. He's, re- yeah, he's reusing shitty scripts with Beverly Hills Cop 3 in this one. Oh, you finally
3: admitted so- Beverly Hills Cop three script is shitty? Good job. <laughs> <So> <laughs> There's
0: angry. Sagat is angry about the money. There's a big standoff. Meanwhile, Ryu and Ken are, like, captured by Chung Lee and, and her crew because they're like, we don't want you messing with things. Um, and-, and then I get really confused because – Chung Lee and her crew, they're like, ha we're going to blow you guys up. And they send like a really slow moving truck full of explosives <laughs> to like blow them up. Yes. But they like seemingly obviously get out of the way before it blows up. But then like cut to like what? the next cut to the next scene and they're all captured <laughs> By bison but we don't see that happen they're not even around them they're just captured and it's not explained how they got caught
2: what What the fuck is the point of this entire arms bizarre scene like, like what did this do to the movie
1: it did nothing well there could have been a potential fight with the truck but, <laughs> but they didn't put that in like they should have it's another vehicle that they should have had a street fight with you, you are, are damn, damn right
4: that- the crime bazaar, or whatever the hell you guys are calling it, was Chun Li's chance to get in and take out Bison. <laughs> Right, I, I thought this was going to be the first episode of Last Action Podcast where I wasn't going to defend the plot of the movie that's bad, <laughs> but I was well, wrong. Because <laughs>
0: but why was why was her plan to take him out to send a slow moving truck full of explosives toward the tent and tell give them a heads up on the video that it was happening beforehand? She's like on that video, she's like, "Aha, I'm going to kill you guys!" And then the truck is like slowly moving, giving them beep, all time to beep, get away. Beep.
4: Because she, um, she needed to let Bison know that who it was. Because if you remember, the day that Bison graced her village <laughs> was the most important day of, of her life. But for Bison, it was Tuesday. That's true. So also and he, to, he had on... to
2: switch to that really sexy robe, too, when she decided to share her entire hey, story. we'll robe. get to that. Oh, we're not there so, yet. See, I'm so fucking confused that I... So, so because, the,
0: because they got caught and they take Ken and Ryu with them, uh, Guile now knows the location of Bison's hideout. They figure out they got attacked by water, and they got to take the stealth boat. Question mark. More on the stealth boat later. Uh, <laughs> oh, Bell I or- love.
3: I love the. Did you read the reason why they had to attack by water? Because they couldn't get no. permission to use helicopters or ground troops, <laughs> like from the government. They're just like, well, the only thing you can do is use a boat. I guess that's what we're using, guys. Let's write that into the script.
1: <laughs> so dumb. So.
0: So, cut to a scene in uh, i mean, sorry—Bison's headquarters, where Honda and Belrog are being tortured, which seems out of place in this movie. Was also, weird. Belrog's supposed to be a big, tough boxer. He looks does not look tough in this movie. I gotta say, he looks like he—he's de- like he's skinny. He doesn't look
1: strong. Um, well, yeah, they know. used.
0: Go ahead, I was gonna uh, say uh, they uh,
1: used some guy who looked like looked like he'd maybe be like featherweight and balrog the boxer character in street fighter is supposed to be heavyweight like champion of the world like yeah he's supposed to be basically mike tyson and yeah he that guy didn't really look to he have said he looks
2: tail. said he looks like sergeant murtaugh but <laughs>
1: <laughs> i also but like this, this oh, i was just gonna say real quick isn't e
2: honda in the video game from japan why is oh, he a yes. in this movie
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, uh, I guess the same there's, reason there's,
4: that Guile it... is, is Belgian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh,
0: okay. So they're get They're going to get tortured. Uh, they're, they're Ken and Ryu are still getting. this is where they conveniently both get their video game accurate comic, uh, costumes <laughs> yeah, so because dumb. there's like the training geese for Bison's army, I guess. Okay. Uh, jean-claude van damme's getting ready to lead this invasion this really this nerdy guy shows up and this he's like hey the security council has decided that they want to negotiate with bison and they're gonna uh pay the ransom and like jean-claude van damme doesn't want to go on with go along with it and he's like we're gonna relieve you of command and then that's when you get like the famous thing that i remember from the trailers where he's like <laughs> where he's like i'm gonna <laughs> I wrote it down. He's like, "I'm gonna kick that son of a bitch Bison's ass so hard that the next Bison wannabe is gonna feel it." Now, who wants to go home and who wants to come with me? Is the big speech he gives, and everyone, like the twenty people that apparently in the army has, are like, "Yeah."
2: This is the worst rallying speech I think I've
1: (laughs) ever heard in a movie. It is so bad. Uh, Also, there's no way in hell that Colonel Guile and all of those soldiers were not executed for treason.
0: Oh, <laughs> also, absolutely. Also, I like the fact that, I don't know if you guys caught this, but they get in the stealth boat. Why does the stealth boat have Colonel Guile's name on the side of it? Did any
1: of you catch oh, that? Stupid. No. There is no there is no <laughs> military vehicle that has an officer's name on it like it's custom. Because Unless it's military, fucking
2: General C. Patton.
1: <laughs> military soldiers are just...
4: Ex- With with the
3: exception of with the exception of fighter planes, those have the name of the pilot on it.
4: The reason I would imagine why is because it's a stealth vehicle. Who's gonna fucking see it? Who cares if his name is? (laughs) Hold on, hold on. (laughs) That's a good call.
3: Why? The bigger question is why does he have a whole movie in there that he puts (laughs) in a VCR and plays?
1: (laughs) and he awkwardly watched it in front of his crew who were just like what is with this creepy home movie what is happening
2: did you also catch the woman that was just holding her shoe for some reason anyone else catch that scene too
0: weird i did not but yeah, you're right. While they're driving to the battle, he just puts in a video of his buddy Charlie and just watches like a home movie in the boat. But also while this is going on, we get to the scene where uh, M Bison is talking to Chun Li. He conveniently gives her her video game accurate costume, and it mm, gives the red, gives the talk. Blue. We fight. Find... Sorry, we fight. Find... <laughs> Damn it, Hovercraft we... Joe, get your shit together. We, we I had find such the high bag... hopes for you, Joe. I know. I'm really, I'm really a catastrophe. Um, so we learned the background that he was responsible for Chun Li's uh, father's death, and that's when we Joe. Started... Joe, quick question: uh, What
1: day of the week did that happen on?
4: If I, if actually, if I may, <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, he he tells us what day it was. He tells Chun Li after this long story, for you, the day Bison Grace Joe Village was the most important day in your life, but for me. Was Tuesday.
0: Hurrah, Julia! Absolutely killing it. By the way, I love that the scene he changes out of his costume into like a smoking jacket and like <laughs> puts on like a casual of like his hat and stuff and makes some drinks. He's doing like Hugh Hefner. Sticks, yeah, yeah.
4: So, so, I want I want to take a quick break and ask you guys if you could have one piece of movie memorabilia, regardless of cost, like you just get to have it just by speaking it into existence that you have it. What would it be of any movie of all time? What would it be? Because for me, it's that fucking Napoleon picture of M. Bison on a horse. (laughs) I would Uh, kill to have that in my office. That is pretty great, actually. I almost bought this on Blu-ray when it was released a year ago because the back of it was that. And I thought it was a postcard that I could frame and hang up somewhere. Turns out it was just the back of the steel book.
0: That's like when the tush told us LPJ had a chance to buy uh, Dolph Lundgren's ear necklace yes! from uh, <laughs> Universal Soldier, and he didn't buy it. Um, okay, so where were we at? Dear Lord, does okay. it matter? So it was th- it was Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it was Tuesday. So so back to more of Doctor Dalseem, and he decides because Dalseem's a good guy in this, he's going to change Blanca's programming to happy program instead of mean programming then we come back to the stealth boat i just have a note that says man the stealth boat sucks right because it gets caught immediately <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um and like, you
4: could see the wake in the water shouldn't, like, shouldn't have written a name on the side of it was the problem
0: <laughs> um and then like bison has that floating platform uh that he's on and i i you guys good thing you hear i said why does bison have a floating platform is that from the game question mark does he have a, uh, yeah, a it tag? is.
3: It's from um, uh, uh, Super Mario Land 3, or Super Mario Land.
2: <laughs> I, can, cause I, can, I was going go to go with Dr. Robotnik, but...
0: It reminded too. me of like Sepentor's thing that he flies around
2: on, too.
4: I think it actually showed up in uh, Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Could oh, be could
0: be. oh. <laughs> well, that could be true. Uh, did you guys like that his control panel on that was legit just like the joystick thing from like a Street Fighter arcade <laughs> game? <laughs>
1: yes. Yet another way Capcom was just like, throw everything we can to sell arcades. And then like I, this next part, I found like the thing that
0: delighted me most about this movie that I cackled to myself was that when... <laughs> Blanca finally emerges from that pod, and like Blanca from the game, you know he's like he comes out, and he's like this skinny dude. Uh-huh. They're talking about uh, they're talking about like how much of his muscle mass are increasing, and he comes out, and he's just like a skinny ass dude with orange hair, painted green, and he I looks
2: look like dying. He looks he looks like Steve Rogers before he got injected
1: with the serum. He is so scrawny. He has like a weird receding like hairline thing going on. It's just, it's a real weird look. And again, it, it, in the game,
2: doesn't he have like electrical powers and all that? But yes. there's none of that
1: here. Yeah. No, no
0: so okay so while this is happening jean-claude van damme sneaks into the base he gets down to where blanca is he figures out that blanca's his buddy's charlie and he's like oh i'm gonna kill you because you're all you're like a monster now but like dr dulcim stops him yeah
1: he's Um, gonna lenny him from mice and men it's super weird and heavy out of nowhere in this movie yeah Yeah. but he doesn't
0: dr dulcim started then like all hell kind of breaks loose. There's a lot of fighting. Like the only fighting that happens in this movie, there's a big, prolonged fight between uh, E Honda and uh, what's his nuts? Zangief. Um, Zangief, which, by the way, Zangief, Zangief is just. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> no way! It's definitely Zangief, isn't nope, it? It is. It is Zangief. <laughs> yeah, like, like,
3: you, said, like Zangief. you said. Like you said. Like you said, Zangief.
0: So anyways, there's a big prolonged fight for them. There's like a thing where they're fighting over the model of uh, Bisonopolis and it's supposed to be like a, like, I feel like I got to say, I feel like that was a little racist where they had all oh, like, yeah. the Japanese people oh, my
1: God. watching yes.
0: the scene. It was supposed rough. to be like a Godzilla movie. Um,
1: they threw in the like Godzilla scream sound effect. It's just like, oh, that's problematic. Oh. Uh-
2: also, where did Bullrod get a pair of boxing gloves? <laughs>
0: that's, my, that's, my, that's my next notes. Fix It says, where did Bullrod get boxing gloves? He literally just has – I'm assuming we're supposed to believe he got them from the same training facility that Ken and Ryu got their geese from, but I don't know. He literally just has boxing gloves on. You're right. He just has them. And then, like, so Bison and Guile are fighting, and then you think that, like, Guile kills Bison – when he doesn't because his suit brings him back to life, and I'm not sure how it like shocks him and brings him back to life. Yeah. I mean, anyways. It's, yeah,
1: it's over the top. It's it's real yeah. ridiculous.
0: And then, like, then Bison. This literally, my note says now Bison is flying around. Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a- and then, and then it says Bison shooting
1: lightning like he's the emperor now. <laughs> In the games, he has, like Xander said, he has, like, this psycho power, this, like, ridiculous, like, psionic energy thing going on. So I guess that's why they wanted him to fly around and shoot energy and stuff. But in this, it definitely comes off as really over-the-top and ridiculous.
0: And, like, while this is going on, like, the whole thing with, like, the whole arc, quote-unquote, for Ken and Ryu is, like, they're these con men, but now they're turning around to become good guys. And Ryu wants to help free the hostages, and Ken's like, no, I'm going to get out of here And, like, he, like, sees magically on a monitor that Ryu's, like, in this ambush with Sagat and Vega, so he decides to go help him, and they fight them. Meanwhile, like, we haven't talked about DJ at all. DJ is the communications expert, quote-unquote, for Bison, and he's... If he didn't catch, he's definitely Jamaican. That He made that very clear in this, and he's like, I'm going to get out of here and steal some money. That's also going on while this final scene is happening.
2: Can I also bring up that, like, as Hovercraft Joe's been describing kind of the climax here, like, you keep talking about fighting scenes and fighting scenes and fighting scenes, but every single one of these fights is horrifically choreographed. Like, yeah, they're I- not exciting fights at all. And I, I had read that, you know, Raul Julia, because he was battling such illnesses, like they really had to limit like his motion and whatnot. But it just like JCVD, like if he's not being, if he's not doing like a roundhouse kick, he's just getting his ass kicked by a stunt double of Raul Julia. Like none of these you know, fights are entertaining at all. And
0: you know what I kept? You know what I kept? I was like, "Where's the sonic boom?" <laughs> That's right. That's his move. Uh, <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I, got, I got that flash yeah. at
4: the very least.
0: I got that right. Um, so, yeah, he's shooting lightning. He's flying around. And then, like, I don't even know. I don't have an articulated. note. I think Jean-Claude Van Damme kicks him into
1: a TV screen and he dies, right? Like, is that? flash like kicks that? him. Yeah, it, okay. it's like the big flash kick flip without the energy.
0: <laughs> okay. And he kicks him into the TV screen and he dies. Uh, also, uh, the Russian dude, Zongief. I'm a, I'm a Zangief. Zongief, uh, he decides he's going to be a good guy, and everyone's cool with it um, because <laughs> his, because his whole thing is that he's dumb, I guess,
1: and he didn't know he was a bad guy. Pretty That's much actually um, a fairly legitimate, like that they could have actually gotten that from the game series. That's not too far off.
4: I am pleasure to know you, call me Zongief.
0: And then, um, then they cut to like maybe I missed this. And then they cut to like. Uh, Blanca and Dr. Dalsim again and Dr. Dalsim's hair's gone and I'm like, I get that's the character in the video game but how did he lose his hair? I know he got the chemicals dropped on him so they're like, hey, when we make the sequel, he'll have like Mr. Fantastic Powers and shoot fire. But like he has hair and then the next time they show him, all his hair's gone and I was confused about
4: that.
2: It happened when Balrog grabbed the boxing gloves. That's (laughs) actually what
4: Balrog's boxing gloves were was his hair. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he made him he made him out of his hair. Okay. Um and then like the base blows up and everyone thinks uh Guile is dead, but he's not dead. And uh, they're so and everyone-
2: sad that Guile is dead. And I was wondering how many of those people actually ever met Guile?
4: A few,
2: <laughs> but they didn't even
0: like him to begin with.
4: Right? It's true. I mean, well, realistically, a lot of those guys saw Guile die the first time, and he wasn't actually dead, so they probably were like, yeah, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they think he's dead. He's not. Everyone's happy. They all jump up and do, like, their poses from when they win fights uh, in the in the video game. And we finally made it to the end of this movie, but not if you're fortunate enough to sit through the credits all the way to the end. Post-credits scene. Post-credits oh, scene. D- I did not They're, watch that. The post-credit scene, a lot of a lot of people are like, oh, the post-credit scene, Iron Man 2008, that's really when it took off? No. no. Street Fighter 1994. You make it all the way to the end. You see the <laughs> destruction in Bison's base. You hear the computer talking about how some solar panels are still online, and then you see Bison's fists punch through the rubble, and yeah. oh, man, Bison's still alive. Um, and that's the end. But yeah, you had to sit through all, not even like a mid-credit. You had to get all the way to the very end of the credits to see that. So basically, probably nobody in the theater saw it yeah. unless you knew it was it. So they were really thinking there could be a sequel. And surprise, I mean, based on it making ninety-nine million dollars worldwide, I'm kind of surprised they didn't make some kind of sequel to this. Well,
2: actually, I wonder not if like it's uh, uh, well, uh, Raul Julia died of a craft joke. Yeah,
3: well, okay. I don't know who
4: <laughs> they who they could have gotten to replace that performance.
2: Well, no. nobody. There
3: was a sequel in development for it, um, and uh, it had been kicked around quite a bit. Van Dam was going to come back potentially, possibly Dolph Lundgren, um, and it never just kind of got off the ground, but it, it, it had always been kicked around. Different scripts had been written, but it never really came to anything.
0: Did I see so clearly, that they tried? Oh, go ahead.
4: I was gonna say, clearly, you guys, uh, and this shows how long it's been since I've listened to this imposter show, you guys don't drop the uh, the pop quiz hot shots anymore, huh?
3: We don't. I lost yes. the ability to do that when we went Zoom.
4: Oh, fair enough. Um, well, here's here's one of the 16 characters that would have been available to use. There was only one that wasn't. Do you guys know who it was?
3: Uh, In this
4: entire movie, there was one of the 16 Street Fighter Two characters. That uh,
3: show up. Uh, what's his name? Fang? Um, no, uh...
0: Uh, the Fang
4: was I, Street Fighter Five that came out way way later, but yes, I guess arguably you're correct.
0: Uh, I I'm gonna say I don't know. Oh wait,
4: of of Street Fighter Two characters? Yeah, so yes, of Street Fighter Two characters. Because they included uh, they included DJ, they included Cammy, and T Hawk is even in here. Yeah, so yeah, they, like they had Hawk everybody except for the yeah. except for they, the they had him casually shirt.
0: put on that like the Native American thing, and they're like, "Why are you putting that on?" He's like, "I put it on when I go into battle." Like, oh, okay, that's um, problematic.
4: They also refer to yes. him by name as T. Like, yeah, I don't Hawk, know what's happening. I don't know who it would be. Craig's got it on the tip of his tongue. I'm sure. Oh,
1: I yeah. already know the answer. I'm just, I'm just waiting because I, I don't, don't want to be a spoil sport. No,
0: I don't know. Please go ahead.
1: Uh, uh, Faye Long. Yeah, Faye Long. Uh, Faye Long. And apparently he. Apparently, Fei Long will never show up in the Street Fighter series again because of his likeness to uh, Bruce Lee. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I heard the uh, Bruce Lee estate is not too keen on uh, Capcom using his likeness, and they've just they they didn't feel like it was respectful, so they uh, turned him down. So he's not in Street Fighter anymore.
4: Hmm. That's a bummer. Uh,
0: LB, LBJ, did you see this it was Jean Claude Van Damme's first uh, PG thirteen rated movie? I did see that um did you do you have any oh i'm sorry go ahead I'll catch up. i was just gonna say apparently like the original cut of this was like gonna be like r-rated but then they had to make a bunch of changes and then it was like almost <laughs> below pg-13 so they had like uh threw in some swearing to get it out of the pg-13 so <laughs>
2: i was just was wondering weird. if uh lpj had the role reversals because i found one that was very interesting
3: i didn't i looked through i didn't see one that was terribly great i mean well, go
2: ahead you, if you had one uh fabio oh might have been <laughs> vega
4: oh my god i would have loved this movie even more <laughs> oh yeah uh xander is the same thing with fabio
1: that uh, lpj has with uh, jean Claude van damme
4: that's true man fabio a dreamboat i'll fight man. anybody who says otherwise
0: Did you you see that they said that uh, Stephen E. D'Souza deferred his salary to help pay for the cast of this movie? Dear Lord, bad decision, Stephen (laughs) Stephen E. D'Souza. Um, But, uh, all right. Um, Anybody have anything else specifically they want to mention before we get to our uh, ratings of this movie? I mean, I think we've hit it pretty hard.
4: I really enjoyed uh, the the cramming in of all the extra characters and like how they were not at all resembling their video game <laughs> counterparts so much to the fact that every time someone was introduced, they had to say, hey, Balrog, do you have this? Yes, Honda, I do.
0: It's it's true.
4: Yeah, that's like, f- I think it's very I had, apparent.
0: I think I had a note, like my fifth or sixth note for this was like, man, they are really cramming in everybody into this movie. The
1: The only thing I want to throw out there is... Like their Street Fighter the animated movie and their Street Fighter Two V, an entire anime series. Like those are both pretty legit, and they're way goddamn better than this shit show.
0: What about yeah. the one that was like the Legend of Chun Li or whatever that they made? Uh, oh, that was so,
4: you mean the one where Taboo from Black Eyed Peas plays Vega? <laughs> Ugh.
0: I read that they said that they tried to get uh, Jean Claude Van Damme to come back and play Guile in that movie, but he uh, ultimately did not do it.
4: Yeah, uh, Craig had, had mentioned Street Fighter Two V. If you want to like see some of the characters in in what I consider to be some of the the most true versions of themselves from the from the lore of the video games, Street Fighter Two V is 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 cheesy as all get out. Oh, it's but goofy, it's, yeah. it's super. It's it's so cool to see them like actually kind of take the stuff seriously and see. Uh, just like a good representation of these characters. And I would also, again, throw in a plug for Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. It, want, it was on uh, Machinima, I think, a long time ago. It used to be free on YouTube, and I think you can still find it free on YouTube, but it's like dubbed and all of the Japanese is not subbed for some reason. But uh, if you can track that down, actually a solid um, Street Fighter movie. And uh, the last thing, since I've not yet done it yet, uh, would be Super Final Atomica burst! <laughs>
3: that, that was intense.
0: I knew it would be a uh, Zangief move. Um. All right, let's uh let's, let's rate get the into our Ratings. Oh, hold on, okay. I want to
2: bring up. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I I I just want to give Xander more shit about the multiverse that he saw this movie in because apparently December twenty third is Guile's birthday is the same day the movie came out.
4: I love how you say that like you knew it before you looked it up, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> oh, this is birthday. Like, like, some, and I all, also, and I'm not getting the glow of some your pe- computer on your face right now. We some know people celebrate Jesus'
0: birthday in the Sphinx household. They celebrate Giles's birthday.
2: Correct. And there is an additional tagline that says, This Christmas, shop early. The streets won't be safe. Except okay, will, Just, let's I mean, rate, rate this stuff. thing. Just Here we go.
3: Let's say it. I'm gonna rate the thing. Let's let's start the music. What we're okay, machine gun sound effect is done. Who wants to go
4: first?
0: Uh, one of our guests, uh, Xander Craig. Do you want to go first?
4: Craig does.
1: Uh, I do want to go first. <laughs> I. This movie is a one machine gun out of five, but Raul Julia, it makes it a two. It functionally doubles the machine guns, but it's still a really, really horrible movie.
0: Um, I'll go next quick. this This is like a zero machine gun movie, and Raul Julia... Zero? You could if you wanted to. Raul Julia's performance bumps it up to one machine gun. I'm going to give it one machine gun. It's bad. It, it, it could have been something better. I don't know how Stephen E. D'Souza made such a terrible movie. Not, basically, nothing besides Raul Julia in this movie is good or entertaining. So one That's machine true. gun from me. Uh, maybe watch it to get a few laughs. But other than that, steer clear. What about you, I'll go next. Oh. <laughs>
2: Unless Xander wants to. I'll be real quick. Sonic, boom! This movie sucks ass. Point five machine guns.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, Xander.
4: For you, <laughs> oh, God. the day you had to rate this movie was 0 to 1 machine gun. <coughs> For me, it was a 5. I love, I love like the Raul Julia performance alone makes it a 5 for me. <laughs>
0: Wait, that's it. You're sticking at 5
4: machine. I'm sticking cuts? at 5 because of uh, because of how charismatic this M Bison was and that Napoleon painting in the background. I've had it uh, I've had this image of him gel- delivering that line with the painting in the background behind this entire time. It's 5. This is this is brilliant.
0: Uh LPJ?
4: Oh, uh, yeah, this movie's terrible, but I
3: love this movie for some reason. It's so dumb. Uh, Raul Julia is legitimately really good in this, though. Uh, as we've said, uh, clearly all of us have said that. Um, but yeah, it look, don't watch this movie because you're going to see a good movie. Watch this movie because you're going to see a horrible train wreck that you get to laugh at. Um, I'm going to go two and a half machine guns just because it, I think it has like... <laughs> I think it's going to catch some people the right way, the way it c- catches me and, uh, and, and just, just tickles me for some reason.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Um, so we're kind of all over the board on this movie, I guess. Uh, I <laughs> This is, this is what I'm going to be interested. Uh, in Discord, let us know, like, is this movie just bad? Is it so bad? It's good. Like, I'll be interested to get feedback on this one as to what, what people think of this one, because it's, it's it's kind of obviously just a a complete train wreck um but i'm I'm glad i can say that i've seen it and i guess i own it now so
2: (laughs) would you just say you're glad you can say you've seen this
0: yeah like i mean i can check it off you know like hey i've seen it got to talk with some have a fun conversation about it It was worth it um
4: i defy anybody to give me a better villain line than it for me it was tuesday (laughs) like that's so good I feel like the only one that in my
1: head it compares is also Raul Julia screaming about Satan falling from heaven towards the end of the movie. Like, that is so intense for Street Fighter the movie.
0: Well, uh, the last thing, you know, kind of before we get into plugs, I will say this, uh, or pose this question to you, uh, Craig and Xander, because we are, you know, in the the middle or the start of video game movie month. Is there a non-Street Fighter related video game movie that you would recommend that maybe bucks the trend of video game movies. Um, I'm not going to tell you which ones we're covering coming up, but I would say that none of them are, or maybe ones that you would want to run out and see. Uh, but what would you recommend, like, Craig, for a, a, a good video game movie? Do you have one off the top of your head? A
1: are video it, game action movie. Is there such a thing as good video game movies? <laughs> well, so that, many of that, them are so bad.
0: That's why I'm asking you the question. Is there one that you would say, hey, this is pretty good?
1: Uh... Street Fighter, the animated movies,
0: (laughs) I I said Uh, non-Street
1: Fighter related. Fatal Fury. Uh, I'm not listening to you. Shut up.
4: (laughs) Uh, Oh, uh, that Street Fighter 2 V-Series is not half bad. (laughs) Uh, Come back to me. Xander, you go. Um, So, not Street Fighter related. Fatal Fury, the motion picture is an animated uh, another fighting game movie that actually has fighting game or fighting in it. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. yeah it was good i still haven't seen i still haven't seen the second one it's it's sitting on my my voodoo account i just need to go and watch it i Um,
0: it's funny you mentioned that last episode my plug was for the second one because i just watched it on paramount plus and it was delightful just like the first one
4: so yeah um i i know it it got a lot of flack but i actually enjoyed the first silent hill movie uh i thought it was it was creepy and i also had the the uh the Added bonus of going to see that movie at midnight and coming out and there was fog everywhere, so it scared the shit (laughs) out of me as I was leaving the theater, which just kind of was was pretty great. Um, Street Fighter, Assassin's Fist, but you said no Street Fighter. Uh, (laughs) Oh, uh, a little show called uh, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, so there's some things to check out. House of
4: the Dead. Ugh. Is not a good movie, but I just wanted to say it because,
0: man. Just just wanted to get it out there. Uh, (laughs) All right. uh... What do you guys want to plug? Anything you want to plug?
4: You want to plug your
3: old dead show?
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, I have uh, a lot of dead podcasts I can plug. Uh, Video game snobbery, Noiseland Arcade, Legend of Retro, Noobs and Dragons, (laughs) Soon to be last action podcast.
3: <laughs> Craig's the king of dead podcasts, guys.
1: I am. Everything I touch
4: dies. Well, I would love to plug in my fight stick and play some Street Fighter right now. So I'm gonna do that.
0: <laughs> all uh, right. And I I just want to plug our ongoing feud with the legend of retro. Um this all one-sided we're asking <laughs> All we're asking is for you guys to come out of retirement cover the Hudson Hawk NES video game. And that's it. You can take our time slot for a week. I mean, me and LPJ and Sphinx don't want to be on the episode, but you have promised to put it out, right, LPJ? You'll edit it. I'll I'll do
3: whatever you need me to
1: do. Joe, for you guys, (laughs) us covering Hudson Hawk is going to be the most important moment of your show's existence. But for Xander and I, that's just a goddamn Tuesday.
4: And if I record it, it better be released on a Tuesday.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll make it happen. Sphinx anything, Sphinx, anything you want to plug? No.
2: He's like, I want to
0: plug, <laughs> he's like, I want to plug everyone's mouth so this episode will be over. <sighs>
3: All right. Well, check. in that case, thanks for being here, guys. Uh check us out on GameZillaMedia.com, You can check out their podcast, you know, the carcass of their podcast. Uh anywhere <laughs> podcast carcasses are available. <laughs> and, and uh yeah, thanks for being here. And and thanks we'll see long. you we'll see you again later in the month, you know, for when other the episodes. the legend continues. When the oh legend. wait, that show's
0: over. Oh, no, the legend is
3: not continuing unfortunately.
0: Yeah, who knows who might else might show up during video game action movie month you never know you never know who might show up teaser okay i think people probably know yeah i
3: I think they can guess based on this episode anyway this episode of the last action podcast has been terminated
2: but way to be back on tuesday yeah